This is part two of the Appalachian Trail story with Nick James. Now, last episode, Nick told us about the preparation he needed for the hike and also about some of the things he came across on the first and so what second day, the night he spent. And we're going to get into part two right now. Right, Steve? Absolutely. And I need to know, did he make it? Did he survive the trail? I think he may have died, didn't he? I, we'll hey, guys, I'm right out. here. We'll oh, find oh, out on this episode. We need to talk. <laughs> This is part two of the Appalachian Trail episode. Nick, tell me about uh, what you what you brought. I'm really I'm really excited to see what you brought. There's a mystery bag. Oh, this mystery bag at our feet, and I I have no idea what this is, and I want to see what is this. Ooh. What do you guys think it is? Uh, I think it's a dildo. Oh, it's an old birthday cake. Close though. Ah, oh, damn. I think it's a so a I brought a little bit dildo. of show and tell here uh, from the hundred mile wilderness. Some of the things I brought actually on this trip with me. Um, so this is the biggest pot I brought with me to boil water to oh. for meal prep. Wow, that's tiny. That's like super tiny, like the size, like less yeah, than the size of your like, hand uh, in width. Small and poke that out for a handle. Oh, that's cool. The handles wrap in on the silicone too wrap in uh, around the outside of the pot itself so that it will fit it won't have like a part sticking out i see and so this locks like that so is that to help keep the water in or is that for like purpose of like uh it's just boiling water like, really. boiling yeah it makes it fa boil faster or something right yeah you definitely want to boil water with a cover on it because when you're out in the woods like pine needles can come off the tree and that's oh a yeah, really good point. yeah yeah so yeah. that's one thing my coffee often had pine needles in so it. so what made you bring this well this is a good prop here of the something extra I had to bring uh, for the prep. Some of the things I brought inside. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's a really good point because I'm sure you needed to conserve space. So did you store stuff Absolutely. in the pot? Absolutely. I stored wow. bowls in there. I, I stored yeah, silverware. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. smart, man. So, I mean. What's that? It looks unopened. This is unopened. This is a package of diced carrots so oh my god they're like dehydrated diced carrots oh yeah. four ounces it's the real deal so i did like potatoes carrots celery like that you and then you up. just added a little water and it yeah. rehydrated so basically i put them in like a huh. big ziploc bag and put them in water for probably like two or three hours before i made the meal so mm -hmm. when i was hiking and i knew i had like a mile or two left or an hour left in the day mm -hmm. i was gonna put that in water so it made them obviously edible Yep. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could buy diced carrots like that. Uh, oh yeah, it's wild. Internet's got everything now these days. Yeah, yeah. It's fair. So I brought the uh, the diced carrots here. Just mm -hmm. a little package of uh, dried diced carrots. If you put this in water, this would be like a five quart pan probably of diced yeah. carrots. It's crazy oh, how really? big but it only it weighs four ounces. Uh, yeah, four ounces. Yep. Yeah. Four what ounces. else you got? So I brought this. This is my water filtration system. Ooh. Oh yeah. Good okay. for a million gallons of water. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like a sippy top. So this is the Sawyer water filtration system. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So you can take any kind of water. I mean, I wouldn't suggest the dirtiest, oiliest water you could find, but you can take any water. And basically, if you have like a water bottle like this, you can. That's just a standard water bottle. Yeah. It's just a standard screw. Fill oh, it. so you take off the cap of a regular water bottle right, and right. that screws so on as the cap. Basically, like, uh, you fill this full of the river water, whatever water you have, screw this on, mm -hmm. right? And then you pop the cap on this, yeah. and that's just like a regular cap as well. You can drink right from the water, or yeah. you can put that... So it passes through this little, this tiny little right. black so thing? Basically what is that, like four inches? Uh, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Want to measure it, meter? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, it's just a little bit smaller uh, than me. Yeah, it's so. a little bit bigger than you. Okay. <laughs> so that's, yeah, about the size of a, maybe like a smaller than axe, can of axe uh, deodorant spray. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good measure. Small. It's probably like the size of a pepper shaker or salt shaker. Yeah, yeah. So when you filtered the water through it, did it taste bad or did it taste good or did um, it taste like? Well, I was, uh, I was in Maine, so I mean, that's where Poland water comes from. Poland mm-hmm. Springs water and it's pretty nice water out mm-hmm. there on the 100 mile wilderness. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some murky water that I get water out of, but some water is better than no water. That's true. Right, and that's right. one thing actually uh, I was really worried about was finding enough water on the trail because mm. you're out there for 10 days. You need, what's that, two liters of water a day. Yeah. And then you don't have to carry it all with you. You can just get it. Oh, yeah. You can carry enough Yeah, rather just, than just having to enough. carry enough for 10 days. So this yeah. is what I filled up my camelback with. And every time I stopped at a river or I needed water, I would just chug as much out of the bottle I could and uh, put the rest of my camel back. So the diced carrots. How much my, water did you go through on a, on a daily basis? Oh, man, I had a three-liter camel back, and I drank that plus half of it. Uh-huh. So four liters a day, I'd probably say. Yeah, I mean, wow. it depends on the day, too. How often was uh, was filling up a possibility? Um, like every X I'd amount of hours? I'd say probably like every six hours on the trail. And that's that mm-hmm. goes down to planning, too, because on day three, um, as we're going through the uh, the days we're that I was out on the trail. Um, day three, I had to hike three mountains. And if you didn't check the trail or gut hook or the map, you wouldn't know that the last water stop is before the first mountain. So you had to oh. hike three continuous mountains until you hit the next water stop. Wow. So that's, so that's like a, a gauntlet right there. Yeah, basically. I mean, but you were prepared because you had gut hook and, um, you, you noticed I planned that. it yeah. out. Okay. I planned my water. So stops. you already knew you're like, here's a sticking point coming up. Yeah. And I, I like put that in a huge circle and highlighted that on my, mm-hmm. on my physical map because I knew this is like, if I don't get water here, then it's, I'm going to probably run into some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like hiking mountains, so uh, I imagine going up is the hardest bit, right? Or, um, not necessarily, because if you're going down on some rocks, that's not fun. I see. I see. So, so how much of the trail was like kind of like flat and like straight ahead? And how much of it was mountains? Like, it, is it all mountainous? So I was going up to Katahdin. So mm-hmm. it it technically ends at Abal Bridge. Mm-hmm. right at the base of Katahdin but people finish off Katahdin because it's a beautiful view it's the biggest mountain in Maine yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really like isolated out there so it's gorgeous views at the top um, I'm not sure if you guys hiked that before but I have it's no. beautiful at the top um, so so yeah uh, Abel Bridge is like the end of it um, but the last probably 40 miles is pretty flat the first like 15 20 30 miles is very mountainous i mean i think mm. i climbed six mountains in the first four days wow. yeah. so um okay so we ended last episode at the end of day one um day two uh anything super super big that happened how far did you get uh day two i was approaching 30 miles i think i stopped at mile so another 15 yeah, miles yeah, or 30 yeah. miles that day alone um uh, no no no, no. You, can't, you can't really hike more than 15 miles a day i'd say um, if you're pushing 20 some people push 20 mile days um one couple was out there um and the woman had stayed at mile 15 and let her husband do a 20 mile a day because that was one of his dreams to do that mm-hmm. and they were hiking they were through hiking from georgia and wow. they were in maine so um he did that one day because he knew like the end of the trail was pretty flat so yeah like, obviously you're not doing 20 miles doing four mountains you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah. crazy like just so much caloric like so day two uh, about 15, 15 more miles now you're 30 miles in how many was how much was the total you were doing 100 doing 100 miles so on day yeah. two you were 30, I was on 30 percent of the way there yeah i was on track um 
it was uh it's kind of depressing to look at the map because you're like oh man I'm so far mm-hmm. away and then you're trying to mark out like i had parts on the map where it's 25 percent done 50 percent done 75 yeah. percent done just to like give myself that extra boost because i knew someone was gonna be like i mean no. you were already over a quarter of the way done yeah i mean that's true but i also had the hardest parts to come with the, the mountains and so day two was pretty uneventful just you did you did your hike how were you feeling at the end of the day uh i was starting to get tired at the end of the day because of these freeze-dried meals and uh did that change make you make any different decisions than you did on day one or then that you were planning uh no i kind of just stuck through it for the first two days at least Mm -hmm. um day three is when i started making more uh different beverages for myself instead of drinking straight water every day i was Mm -hmm. doing like hot cocoa Mm -hmm. i had some tea packets with me um obviously coffee every morning and what was the the point behind that was that just to keep things comforting Comforting. honestly you want to comfort yourself out there by yourself in the middle of the woods anything that would make you think like hey this is just a little bit better than what it really is is Mm -hmm. is definitely a big thing so tell me about day three so before I tell you about okay. day three, yeah. I want to like uh, show you the stove I brought here. Oh, cool! There's more stuff. I'm sorry, I thought it was empty. Oh no, this is the wow. That's uh, that's a stove. This is what I use to boil water. Wow, that is tiny. So this is like a yeah. I don't even know how to describe this. This almost looks like a uh, the end of an arrow, like the, the arrow tip. Not 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 really, it. but yeah, like like one that would be. That's like what a, an inch and a half, two inches yeah. tall. It, I mean, it's pretty small in size of your hand. It's it's like a tiny metal thing with like three kind of things coming out. It looks like you would stand up on the three metal things. So basically, you put a uh, a can of propane and screws into the bottom of that, and then you light it from there. And this is what you put your pot on top of, like this. Mm-hmm. So oh, I see. So that holds the the pot right. there. So, if so was, you had to carry a can of propane with you, or right. a, a tank of yep. it. Yep. Yep. So I wasn't cooking right over like the campfire because that is extremely hard to do mm-hmm. on a daily basis to make a fire in the morning that's worth boiling water. Mm-hmm. It's such a waste of your time where you can just pop that in and boil water in five minutes. Interesting. And how how much propane did you bring? How much did you burn? How quickly does that um, I resource go? Decent size like this. Uh, I mean, I brought some. You're like, holding like a that's that's bigger than a softball. It's right? probably 32 ounces, like a Gatorade. Okay. I, I got jet fuel actually is what I brought with me mm-hmm. because it's highly flammable and it, I guess it lasts longer. That's wild. Okay. Yeah, so it's like jet fuel, and, and that so, lasted you the whole time just fine. Yeah, so you know, like uh, those green propane tanks, yes. or the blue propane tanks are kind of big. Yeah, it's kind of like half the size of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, that's key. I mean, that's that's fire out your hands. That's wicked cool. So mm-hmm. so you had that to to boil water. Yeah, so I boiled water more, like hotter drinks at night. Like and you were boiling water every day, morning and night? Morning and night because yeah. I was doing oatmeal in the Twice morning day. and coffee in the morning. And then at night I was boiling water to do my freeze-dried meal. And yeah. then I just had the, uh, the snacks all day. Okay. And that got you through. Where did you stay day two? Uh, day two, I stayed in a lean-to that night. Mm-hmm. So I tried out a lean-to for the first time that night, and uh, it worked out well. I mean, there was one guy, um, his name was, his trail name, which is another thing that's kind of wild out there. It was uh, the mayor. Oh, wow. The mayor. Okay. The mayor, because he, <laughs> okay, he got the name the mayor because he stayed at this hostel, which was a very expensive hostel. I think it's like almost $200 a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stayed there for like five days with his girlfriend, just hanging out, drinking and smoking weed. So this is the one thing I'm confused about with these trail names. Like 
is there someone like double checking these trail names? Like, oh, I'm, I'm called the boss. They call me that because you know I I hike this trail like a box. Like, like, like these people just make up any story and just say this is what I'm called, right? I think trail names come from people giving you the trail name, mm-hmm. and, and you just have to accept it. I I mean, I had to accept mine, and they probably change like different people you meet. Uh, yeah. If you if you like it, you can keep it and be like, "This is what people call." So, me. so one gentleman I'll talk about here and later in the episode is uh, Handyman, and he okay. got his trail name the very first he's day. Good at handies. <laughs> <laughs> Candyman, Handyman, Handyman. Wait, Candyman or Handyman? <laughs> oh, okay. Handyman. Okay, yeah. He got that the first night he was on the Appalachian Trail in Georgia. He flew from uh, New Jersey to Georgia. Wow. And then got a cab to the then walked back home. And then walked home. Yeah. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's wild. It's wild, right? So uh geez, we're so like far off topic. No, no, uh, you're talking about uh, trail double checking names. Tra- trail names. Yeah. So like uh at the lean twos, I noticed on uh this night that they have guest books. So it's basically just like a uh notepad out there. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna like write names or your trail name down or what happened for the day or a message for someone hiking behind you or coming in the opposite direction from you, mm-hmm. you can do that. So it's pretty cool because you hike like 10, 12 miles and there's no communication with anybody. But if you started with somebody and you you know your day 40, 50, 60 mm-hmm. and you're a couple of days ahead of them, they can have that comfort of going into the lean to and seeing a message you wrote and seeing the date and the time. So it's like a super delayed text message. Basically. Yeah. yeah okay. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like the mayor had a message in the lean to forum from uh, this other kid who I ended up meeting, which I'll get into that story later. Cause mm-hmm. that kid ended up hurting himself. He's wild. Okay. Hurting himself. He on left the a message for the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I met the mayor and then the mayor was reading the message from this kid that I met like on day five or six. So it was pretty wild. Like, That's cool. Yeah. It's super cool. So it was like, uh, it was like tying the community together. Yeah. So they, so other people give you trail names. So they gave you trail name on day two. Uh, I think it was day three is okay. when I f- first hinted into my trail name, which I'm pretty embarrassed about. Okay. So, um, so let's, let's try and keep on, on days for now. We will get back to the trail name at the end of day three. So at the end of day two, you stayed in a lean two next morning, got up, did, did your, did my routine, did your did routine, the started off. Meal. How was, how was day three? Day three. Uh, how were, the, were there more obstacles now at this point? Day three was the day that I had to do the, the three mountains in the in the water. So shit got real. So shit got real, real after day three. Like okay. it was a mental feat on day three. At the end of the day, I was super tired. I was uh, strained. I was doing. I think I did like twelve or thirteen miles that day. So what did you what did you wear for footwear to go over mountains and and stuff like that? So I bought uh, Merrill hiking boots. The, yeah, yeah. That leather hiking boot. Uh, in the, the ones that episode. were wet day one. Right. Okay. So were they I bought, dry by day three? Uh, depends no. how dry waterproof is. I like guess. from the inside when it got soaked. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. No hair dryer. <laughs> so so they were somewhat uncomfortable at this point. Absolutely. Okay. Like uh, so, my feet were constantly wet. I only brought two or three pairs of socks out there with me because I'm mm-hmm. not changing clothes. So every I day. imagine wet feet that softens your skin. So it would have made. Oh yeah. Have, that must have been a nightmare. Yeah, it started getting real bad towards like day five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into my rescue mission here in a, a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we're on we're on day three, so. End of day three, you said you were real tired. Your feet were starting to hurt. Yeah. So day three, I uh, this is one of the days that I kind of had a mental freak out. So I, I hiked a bunch of mountains. I got through the carrying the water for the eight plus miles that you couldn't pick up water. I got to 
uh, the other side, got more water. I was just mentally tired. I was physically tired. Um, it's taking a toll on me. How long had you been, had you been hiking at that point? Uh, I did a 12, 13 mile day. So okay, yeah, I'm yeah. like, so another eight, eight yeah, nine I was hours. coming up on 50% of the trail being done. Wow. Okay. So I was, in three days. Yeah. I was yeah, just yeah. pushing myself. Cause I mean, I, I wasn't going to be any healthier or any more motivated in the mm-hmm. next coming days, okay. sleeping outside, you know what I mean? In the yeah, elements. Yeah. It, you wanted to get the bulk push. out of the way up front so that you could soften the, the rest of it. Yeah, right. yeah. I want okay. to push. So where'd you stay day three? So day three, uh, I hiked up these mountains and when I got to the other side, it was real marshy and I was starting to freak out because the bivy tent I bought wasn't able to be put on a platform. Mm-hmm. You had to put it into the ground. So the stakes like held it into the ground. So it basically held it erect. And uh, it was all marsh, so I was freaking out because I I brought a tarp with me just in case yeah. it rained, and um, I didn't want to put the tarp down on like wet land yeah, yeah, and then get my sleeping wet. bag wet, me mm-hmm. wet. You know, it's so what'd you do? I freaked out, man. Day what is it? What does that mean? Oh, I I literally like I was like I'm done with this. I don't want to sleep in like on the oh you ground. were thinking about like quitting. I wasn't. I was. It, it crossed my mind. Uh huh. Okay. I, I knew it was like uh you know wasn't realistic for me to quit. At so there point. was nowhere for you to, to set up your tent properly. Right. So what did you do? So, uh, I was tired. I hiked all day and I just kept pushing forward. Honestly, oh, so you just kept hiking. I kept hiking because until you got to somewhere where you could set up a tent. Right. So you must've been like actively looking anywhere where you can set up a, for the first miles. spot. That's where I'm stopping. First. Yeah. How much longer did you go? <sighs> I think another two and a half hours hiking. Holy shit. I was exhausted, man. I would, at the end of that day, I just literally set up my tent and sat inside of my tent and was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing out here by myself? Mm-hmm. I, I could seriously like get injured out here. I'm tired. I'm Doubt hungry. started coming in. Oh, yeah. By myself. Exhausted. Like, you're not listening to music. You're not talking to anybody. How'd you get through that? Um, I sang on, whistled on the trail, talked to everybody who passed me on the trail. I was like, Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, um, most people want to talk, stop and talk to you and see where you're coming from, who you are, where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty nice when you meet so, somebody on the trail. So you said you got your trail name day three yes. uh, or one of your trail names at least. And what, tell, tell me that story. So back to the, 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 the footwear, um, the wet footwear, leather, it started uh, giving me some abrasion on my feet, which started into some serious blisters towards the end of this. Yeah, um, I imagine. So I started getting blisters and taking my shoes off every night at camp and just wearing my Crocs at night mm-hmm. because I wanted to air those blisters out. And people were looking at me like, oh, we came up from Georgia, didn't get a single blister. And here we are, like almost finishing the 2,000 plus miles. Mm-hmm. And here you are, like mile 30 with blisters. Like, what are you doing, kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, so all that prep. And then all that like forward thinking I did months prepping really like this is one of the things that I didn't foresee happening to me. I mean, to be honest, there's so many factors there, it, you know, to be off on one or two, that's got to be given. Right. Right. And I bought these boots specifically because they're waterproof and they give ankle support. So mm-hmm. my knee would, I felt much so safer. You're thinking a lot this. more about your ACL. Right. Than about the because themselves. if I tore my ACL out there and not able to walk, who, how am I getting rescued? Mm-hmm. So that, that was your trail name then? Uh, people were so it's pretty much people were making fun of you. People were making fun of me. People yeah, call yeah. me blister out there on the trail. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, well, that, is that good to do? Like, it's like uh, you could die. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I, I'm sure it was like all in, in joking and jest, but like, um, I, re- regardless of like any like you you say I was embarrassed by that. Like, 
dude, you, you, were, I mean, people had the awesome thing, trail names. This thing you were doing is amazing in and of itself. There's no but way not to be to the people out there because those people yeah. are finishing up 2,000 plus miles. You yeah, know what but, I mean? But they're this like, is oh, first, we're used to this. And this, this is like your first, a though. newbie right here on the hardest part of the yeah. trail. Like, what are you doing? That, I mean, that's, that is, that's what you do, right? Though you, you start out and you fail and you get in. better. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to learn something. I learned a whole lot for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, end of, end of day, we're at the end of day three. Yeah. You got blisters. Um, and I'm hungry, I'm tired, uh-huh. barely found a place to set up tent. Go to bed, go to bed, wake up next morning, same routine, ready to go. Yeah. How, how are you feeling the next morning? Uh, next morning, I felt, um, I changed my clothes for the yeah. first time. How, what was your mindset like? At the end of day three, you were borderline, you were debating giving up. It crossed your mind, it crossed my mind. So, day four, uh, I really pushed myself to meet new people at the next place because that night uh, I found like just a spot off the trail by myself. So I couldn't hear voices. I couldn't hear anything but the wind. Day day three or four? That night. That uh, what, what day are we on? Day three. Okay, so that the night, night of day three. Okay, gotcha. That night, so I stayed by yeah, myself So you night. were you were alone, you were doubting, you were Oh yeah, I was pain. pissed off. Like anyone walking yeah. by me, I was like, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the shelter, which is like two and a half more miles up. And I yeah. had already hiked 10 plus miles. So I was like, I'm not going there. Yeah. Plus you have to have reservations for the, some of these places out there on the trail, to yeah. be honest. That's wild. I know, like some of the lean-tos you can just walk up to and see if people are sleeping there. But mm-hmm. some of these actual like nice places the ATC puts up, they do like a full breakfast and that's why they actually have like some beds out there like on the trail so day four you started what how did you get your mind right to be able to continue um so day four i had one of these uh, oatmeal packs with blueberries yeah uh, dried blueberries that's and main, i was like you main know, staple i was like i'm out here i've been out here i'm gonna eat something good this morning and yeah. really focus on like having a normal breakfast like nice just taking it easy not like eating it fast and going so slowing your pace down a little bit and right. um right, right, and right. it seems food and drink you found ways to make those something that um comforted helped, me that comforted you and, and right. it brought your spirits back up right okay so, that's, I, mean, that, like, I mean that sounds especially really hot smart. food because i was eating like you know granola and dried fruit all day it wasn't hot meals yeah to me, the main aspect of the hike that would kind of wear me down wouldn't be the physical aspect so much because I can like, endure that pretty well. I mean, unless it's like uh, wet shoes, that that I'd have a hard time. But that's the mental aspect because it's just the mental aspect that would wear me down. Just like j- j- just mosquitoes, you know, flying on me and just uh, the the feel of my feet getting sore, the blisters, and, like that would just wear me down. And that's why I would probably want to stop. What did you do about your your feet going into day four, knowing you were already starting to get blisters? So what day, can you even do? D- day four. Um, I mean, this is the day I started improvising because this is the day my blisters started getting quarter sized on my feet. Wow. They're gigantic. So um, I started improvising. I would wake up in the morning and before I even put my tent away, I would wrap my feet. I was wrapping them in band-aids, whatever I had. I had some gauze. I started putting duct tape on my feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it just, just to... Get put the, something between the, the, the boots skin and, and the, the skin. Boot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was doing anything that I had. Wait, so did you have socks on and then you were wrapping around the socks or were you wrapping the foot and then a sock on over that? The foot, then the sock. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it got so bad with these blisters that I even 
hiked some of the trail in Crocs. Yeah. Damn. I okay. mean, my Crocs are slipping off from underneath me. They're not very like sturdy. You <laughs> yeah. Know? They're, that's not what they're designed for. Yeah. So day four, you start out. Tell me how far did you get day four? Where'd you, where'd you day end four up? Day four was just a normal day. I hiked uh, 12, 13, flat? 14 miles. Um, after those mountains, yes, I did one more mountain. Um, day four is when I woke up and I was already halfway up a mountain because of that prior that's night. where you needed to be you know, yeah not be in so swamp. i peaked at like 8 39 a.m because i'm waking up five six in the morning now hiking mm-hmm. by seven for sure um because i obviously want to get a full day hiking in mm-hmm. and get set up before the sundown mm-hmm. that's that was a, a daily thought of and it was probably easier to start before the sun came up anyway to um you know you want to get moving get warm things like right. that push yourself to once you hit the noon uh you know mm-hmm. at noon you want to and what month was this in uh it was last oh man i think it was june okay so beginning of summer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so that's why i was talking earlier about like uh the rivers and how mm-hmm. like early spring they're chest high you know going yeah. shimmying across that so what happened day four What's so, the most notable? So day four, uh, the blisters were most notable, I mm-hmm. would say, on day four. That is what really um, killed it. End of day four, I met uh, uh, another girl that was blazing on the trail, like coming up from uh, Georgia. And what, what do you mean by that? Just she, like traveling fast? Traveling okay. fast, yeah. I didn't know if you meant smoking a bowl. I didn't know if you meant oh, she did that with, too. A, with a machete blazing a trail. No, 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 no. So, I mean, there's some terminology out on the trail uh, other than your trail name. There's like uh, blue blazing, brown blazing, pink blazing. Mm-hmm. All the ATC people that hike the trail know this. Uh, so what, what's the difference? Blue blazing. So the trail is white. It's marked in white the whole way through. As far as I, as far as I know, yeah. um, hiking it. Um, so white's the trail blue blazing is like a feature of the trail. Like the hundred mile wilderness has a downed plane in the middle of the woods out there. Oh, wow. So okay. that would be a blue trail off. So you could hike two miles out and see this like down Boeing 737 or whatever. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy out there. I mean, they're not going to take that from the mm-hmm. middle of the woods and like scrap that. Not metal. worth it. No, yeah, especially if not. it's like a, a sightseeing thing. Yeah. So like, so a, that's blue. Blue also means water too. So okay. there might be like a small spring or something. So what's blue there. blazing? Blue blazing is either going like off the the white trail to like an adventure or oh, to the okay. water spot. Pink so it's blazing, like a divergent. Pink okay. blazing is a guy hiking the Appalachian Trail and trying to catch up to the, the girl. Okay. Because she's in front of him. Okay. So he's pink blazing. He's falling behind her and trying to catch up to why what's the process what's the thought like hanging that? out with them like uh there was one girl i hung out with like two days in a row and we like at night we would eat dinner together and so it's like being like weed. i saw her name in the guest book and now i'm going to try and catch up to her no i mean these people are hiking for 150 days man so they okay, know each other so like so if, if they you just kind of went i understand so they they went into the trail um, on their own, not knowing the each other. Yeah. And then they happened to meet at one point and then later on he tried to catch back up to her. Right. Or she got ahead or like mm-hmm. he got ahead and took a couple of days off and she passed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. many okay. different variables. So that's pink blazing. Uh, brown blazing is they have these kind of outhouses out there. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, got to take a shit, right. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you're not comfortable about doing it in the middle of the woods and you want to use an outhouse, which mm-hmm. aren't very nice. Huge <laughs> spiders in those, by the way. Like monkey spiders. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Um, so you can like brown blaze, which is like 10 miles apart to each porta potty. You know, if you're going to go like 
on the Appalachian Trail, I don't think you should care too much about like taking shit yeah. out in the middle of the woods. I mean, that doesn't seem to be like most of your concerns. <laughs> I mean, some people have different motives, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. So, uh, <laughs> so blue blazing, brown blazing, plink blazing is uh, yeah some of the terminology out on the trail. Did you? Um, so I imagine while you're traveling, you must have like you must have heard a million bird calls and all of that. Did you see any animals of note? I think on, day four yeah. was the first time I saw an animal, a bigger animal. I was actually uh, worried about a moose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow! I saw it walk right by the they trail. They can be aggressive. Oh, definitely. If they charge you, you're not. They can run fast on you, and they're, and they're thousand huge. pounds. People people are really underestimate the size of a moose. I've oh, seen yeah. one in person. I was way up in a tree stand, and it was almost as tall as I was, and it was like I was way up there. Yeah. So, yeah, moose connectors get that disease too, where it kind of like makes me a bit crazy, like mad and, cow, like mad cow disease. Yeah, 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 and they start like they'll just charge anything. Like uh, there's a story about some guy, I think Gary Paulson, where he was hunting. And then this moose just started charging this like random like a little scrub. Very uh, protective of their young. And, Gary yeah. Paulson, he did a hatchet. Yeah, hatchet. But yeah, so moose are like no joke. So like, you, you have to be careful. Tell me about the moose sighting. How did that go? Did, did you like see it way off in the distance? Oh uh, no, it was like right in front of me. It walked right across. So the trail, it right just like came out of the. It was probably randomly. 15 feet from me. It wow. Took off. It scared of me. Yeah. Obviously, like. What'd you do? Did you like freeze? Like just stop and like look at it? I took a couple of breaths. Yeah, I stopped and made sure that I was safe i was you obviously ready. by myself yeah yeah well i didn't know what was gonna happen absolutely it's, did you have a gun on you no you can't uh you can't shoot a gun on the appalachian trail oh, it's okay. illegal yeah just like camping too close to the trail they'll find you for it mm-hmm. or like having uh a fire on the trail too in some places mm-hmm. you can get fined for that too wow okay would that even count like the uh fire used to like uh Boil the water and the pot. No, no, because that's not actually on the ground. This okay. is like like this a campfire. Is a campfire. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So you saw a moose day four. Uh, you hiked in. A, how far did you hike that day? Probably uh, over ten miles. I was doing okay. overtime miles yeah. every day, so I was trying to stay on the fifteen mile track. Yep. Um, and then the blisters were pretty significant at the end of the day, mm-hmm. for sure. So going into day five, um, I'm wrapping my feet again in the morning, doing my same routine, uh, getting out there, just trying to capitalize on doing the most mileage and getting through. So uh, were you still trying to push yourself or were you letting yourself take it a little bit easier? Cause I mean, day three, you said you were 50 miles in, so you were halfway there. You still had seven more days. And so you could have gone like, uh, you only need to go 50. I'd say day three or four. More. I was so you could halfway. Go, you could go less than 10 right. miles a day. At but that the point. thing is doing with that, you also got to like weigh out. Do you have enough supplies? Mm-hmm. How, how long do you want to be out here? Do you want to be out here filtering mm-hmm. your own water every time you want to drink a water for the mm-hmm. next couple of days? Do you, you know, want but weighing that against your, the well being of your feet or your own exhaustion. Right. Or so anything the, like the that. major thing that, uh, actually ended up leading me to, getting uh, saved off the Appalachian Trail. I actually did not finish the 100 miles. Oh. I got 83 miles in was uh, my feet. Mm-hmm. Blisters so that's got... like you were missing like one more day's worth of hiking. 17. Yeah, and that's unfinished business. I definitely want to go back and finish that oh, oh, up. So we, we were on we were on day five. Day five, you said you were wrapping your feet in the morning. Yeah. Um, anything eventful happened on day five leading into six? Um, no, just not another, really. I just pushed myself. Another 10, just, 15 miles? Yeah, 10, 15 miles. I got stung by a bee that day. Oh. Uh, and my phone died that day. Oh. So, so no more gut hook. So no more gut hook. So I don't know exactly where I was on the trail. Your phone died for the first time and you could use your... Solar recharger. My phone died and it did not recharge. Wow. Mm. Okay. So mm. now you're without a phone. Without a phone. Major blisters. 
I'm I'm uh, relying on plans that I made before getting on the trail to get picked up. Wow. But and you had a physical map. And I had a physical map. And you were about sixty out of a hundred miles at that point. Probably, I'd say about fifty. About fifty at yeah. the end of day five. Fifty, sixty, yeah. Okay, so you were like right on track then. Yeah, I kept myself very on track regardless of the pain with my blisters or anything mm-hmm. else I had because I overpacked with food. I mean, at that point, you're like so far out that you kind of have to keep going. Like, I mean, I guess there is a choice to get rescued, but, you know, it's probably not the best choice. No, it's definitely. And even getting rescued could take half day, full day. So oh, you're just yeah. better off walking out yourself. Mm-hmm. So end of day five, where'd you stay? Uh, day five, I stayed by myself again. I stayed uh, on the a little cliff on the riverside mm-hmm. overlooking a river by myself. It was pretty nice. Um, okay. And before I got there, I was just walking on the trail and I got this hornet that stung me on the on my, on my shoulder. I was walking by myself and I was like, shit. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I actually brought like sting sting remedy in my little med kit I brought. So I was oh, like wow. happy that I brought that. Yeah, yeah. Day five ends. Uh, day six starts. Same routine. You're You're still moving forward. Yeah, still moving forward. Uh, I was thinking about taking a little bit slower because my blisters are still like getting mm. big. I think I popped my blisters the start of this day. Ow. And uh, I mean, there's a oh, lot yeah. of pus in it. It's all mm. of my socks, my boots. Disgusting. Yeah, okay. it's very disgusting. Were you thinking you'd make it still at this point or were you kind of doubting yourself? I was, I was still focused on making it, but I was doubting my, my health. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stay out there because of like, I didn't want to be naive about infection. Mm. Open I mean, wound. blisters, it's like, everyone's like, oh yeah, I've had blisters. But if you think about what you were doing and like blisters on your feet, like you could fuck up your feet permanently. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's what I was worried about. This is like you, this meant a, a lot to you. This was really important. Right. But on top of that, like you also have to think about the rest of your entire, like you're in your twenties, like you have your whole rest of your life. You got to use these feet. Is it worth fucking them up? So day six, anything super eventful? I mean, like when you're thinking about these blisters too, you you got to think about the sanitation you're having day five or six in, I'm, I'm jumping into a river to get clean at night. So I don't smell like BO, you know what I mean? I'm not like having filtered water on my feet or I'm, I don't have hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got triple antibiotic ointment, but that only works so much, especially when you're putting, when you have pine needles and dirt, that's yeah. all on your feet. You Nasty know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. It's like half the stories about like medieval, like medicine and stuff like that is yeah. they died of infection. They died yeah. of infection. I mean, like, even early surgery before people realize you need to scrub up and all of that. Like that's what people died of all the time was infection. Yeah. So. Infection is a real issue. And if, you know, even if let's say you get infection, you get it treated, you know, you might have to get your foot cut off because it goes that far. Right. So that's what my main concern was. Cause I had blisters on both back of uh, my heels and both of my big toes. Mm. So I had blisters there wow. plus a couple others. Like, so every step must've been my pinky toe had awful. blisters too on both of them. Oh, so, geez. I, so I had the like, pinky toe. So like the big toe, pinky toe, and then ankle. So Basically, wherever your foot rubs in your shoe Naturally. or boot mm-hmm. is toast. You're rubbing on like no skin. So you're wrapping your feet that morning. You take off. How far you make it on day six? Uh, day six, I make it to uh, this really nice camping area um, right along a lakeside. and Like uh, another 10 miles? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to push for 15. I almost copped out on 10 because of this um, this campsite along this lake is supposed to be like a highly sought after best campsite in the whole trail from Georgia North. And I kept pushing myself because I was like, you know, I'm just going to try to get this done. I got blisters Mm -hmm. and I think it was day seven is when I ended up uh, hiking all day and getting off the trail and getting rescued. 
Okay. So, uh, so end of day six, you stayed I by stayed yourself with people by myself again. Again. Yeah. So that was you. It sounds like you stayed by yourself more nights than you didn't. Correct. Yeah. Because when I was staying by myself, I was pushing myself farther and I was yeah. pushing myself between lean twos and then people would stay up at night because they're not hiking 15 miles a day. They're hiking four or five. Maybe they're taking the next day off and they're smoking weed and drinking that night. Yeah. You know, they want to conversate around the campfire. Whereas I'm trying to get to sleep by 10 a yeah, 10 PM yeah. and get up at 5 AM. And they're like, who cares? You know, we're not doing anything tomorrow. I sleep all day. Yeah. So you always have to deal with that. Did you consider taking a day and just being like, I'm going to take a day and rest. And get, I get- had a lot of people tell me that, but my blisters weren't going to heal in a day. Mm-hmm. And but maybe they could be more reasonable. But so your your main thought was I want to get. Or they to could the be infected of, within that that's day too. Really, yeah. really good point. So your main thought was I want to get to the end of this now. It like was this yeah. Needs to it was a race of time with my yeah. feet being infected, and I mean I was dealing with the pain. So end of day six. What what's your thought process like? Are you are you thinking I'm done? So end of day six, I met this kid, um, and I showed up probably a little bit delirious because was, it was, very, was this uh, the guy who left the note for the mayor? No, uh, this is a, actually, it was the same tent site that I met that kid. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I showed up and this kid was doing the hundred miles. He took two weeks off work and he was from like New York, I think. So he was just hanging out, like writing his journal, fishing. He was just taking his time doing it. Not like pushing like me. Mm-hmm. And I showed up delirious, dehydrated, hot, sweating. I mean, I could barely stand. I thought I was going to pass out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was like that health aspect and they like, these people knew that too they saw that you were in he showed, rough shape no this it was just one kid and yeah. oh, okay. uh, at the lean to and i showed up and he he saw how like rough of shape i was and i kicked off my boots immediately because my feet hurt and that's when i noticed my bit my big blisters had burst again so i was like okay this is like a perfect like biodome for infection mm-hmm. i need to get out of here i'm next to a spring i got like outhouses nice ones and a lean to with campfire so it's like day yeah i was thinking about how i can get out mm-hmm. that night that's the night i saw a bear too within a quarter mile of our lean to yeah okay that must have been terrifying that was at like after dark yeah so uh, one of the girls that i smoked with a couple nights prior um had caught back up to me and said that she had seen the bear too i said what's the chances that you know no one stays at this lean-to with me tonight and she goes well i'm not staying here but there's no way that no one's not going to stay here and that's mm-hmm. what this other kid that the mayor knew showed up mm-hmm. complete nutcase you you want to be in a scary place be in the middle of the woods with one guy complete nut oh, why do you say that complete nut showed up pissed off threw his bag on the ground threw it at the lean-to said he's not good enough just mad at himself for not like pushing himself. Didn't have enough food. Didn't have supplies. Not in a mental good space at all. He said he went out on the trail to prove stuff to him, prove something to himself, and he didn't accomplish that. Yeah. So he was so mad at himself. He's honest. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, we were talking, right? And uh, oh, he got up and stepped on this this piece of metal, cut his foot wide open at like oh, three o'clock no. in the morning, bleeding everywhere swearing up a storm and this kid was like that night he was uh talking asleep too like just swearing sound like a demon like off like little nicky like oh my god <laughs> just, 
I didn't get any sleep that night. And it was the next day that I got out uh, from that situation. So Actually, how, how in the guest book, he read the guest book at that lean to and saw that the mayor had left him a note. He's like, I fucking hate the mayor. And then like 20 minutes later, he's like, I'm gonna check the guest book. And the mayor left a message. He's like, Hey, can't wait to see you, buddy. Like up the trail. <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. What was that guy's uh, trail name? Uh, I forgot what that kid's trail so name did, is. So did people tell you their real names or did uh, does everybody no. just go by their trail name? Trail name. So I met uh, number eight. Um, I met um, the mayor. I met uh, RTK. Um, these are just some of the trail names. Uh, yeah. And so at, th- at this point, were you thinking I might need to get out of here? I mean, you just start someone like cut their leg wide open. Are, is that even kind of stoking the fears of infection even more? Yes, definitely, because I knew that night that he was taking a rest day the next day and just hanging out at mm-hmm. lean-to all day, and I just didn't have it in me to like sit there and look at my map and be like, oh, I got this much left, and mm-hmm. I'm not even... How much did you have left? Uh, at this day, I was probably 30 miles out. Mm-hmm. Which does going to make it tough, because you're kind of like, almost like, I can probably do this, maybe, I guess, if I push myself, push but you're yourself. also kind of like... I could die. I could get my leg cut off. Yeah. Do I want to risk some toes to say that I went through? So you start day seven, same routine as you always had? Same routine, yep. I just kept that. And you were planning on hiking the whole day? I did hike the whole day. You did hike the whole day. So I wrapped my feet in the morning, and at one o'clock, I passed the guy with a satellite phone, and I I almost asked him if I could use it Mm -hmm. to like call my girlfriend to come pick me up or my father to come pick me up because I was in real rough shape that day. I mean, I was mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, plus on the verge of infection. And Mm -hmm. I've been eating dried food for days now. So I was just... That must have taken quite a toll on your your energy level. No shower too. I mean, you you don't realize after four days without showering how good a shower feels or just jumping in the river. Like, it's amazing. If I don't shower for a single day, I feel like the most disgusting human being that's ever existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely hear you. So, So you hiked all of day seven. All of day seven. I was looking for a way all of day seven. So I started up in the morning, wrapped my feet really well, saw that guy with satellite phone, almost asked him, and then didn't. And then I almost turned back to ask him, and I didn't. And then I kept hiking, came to another lake with like a, a, a truck, like a actual like dirt road, like not very nice, obviously, like not well maintained. And I was like, I could walk out here, and I checked the map, and it wasn't even close to being an exit route for me so mm-hmm. i just stopped my blisters had busted again so wow. my feet were wet that's Ugh. how much pus was coming out that's of these disgusting. blisters it was disgusting Ew, i mean i'm talking like if i pop my two toe blisters i could probably have an ounce of pus that's disgusting like a whole shot mm-hmm. so I, I rewrapped my feet and this one i ran out of bandages oh so, so you're like this is not a permanent solution this i ran out of bandages and i ran out of orange blaze tape to tape my feet so wow. i had nothing left so that last day if i were to keep hiking i would have had nothing Raw on my dog. Feet. yeah it would have been real nasty so day end us at day seven and a day seven um i'm like 83 miles in uh i get over this mountain i see these two older ladies walking up the mountain uh coming towards me and they didn't have packs on i said this is this is kind of weird you know like i'm pretty far out here in the middle of nowhere these women don't have packs on um and then we meet at the top of the mountain and i'm looking down there's some camps along this lake only on one little part of the lake probably like half acre of a lake there's like two or three camps so this family like owns the whole lake out there, the whole property, and just has one side of the lake with their camps and their rental camps on it. 
still no cell phone service. Um, so I keep, I go down off the mountain, keep pushing. Um, and then I turn back actually, I walk another about a mile and a half. I turn back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave. I, I don't have any more bandages. I actually asked someone else on the trail for their bandages. They gave me all their bandages. It wasn't good enough to wrap up my blisters. I'd busted two or three times. They're too big, hurt every step I took. And I turned back and I was literally running back at the women because I had walked past their vehicle at the bottom of the uh, the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I knew they had dr- driven there from somewhere. Oh, so if you didn't catch them, you weren't catching them. Right. Yeah. So I was sprinting back a mile, mile and a half to catch them. Lost a bunch of my supplies on the way. I mean, that shit was dropping off my backpack. I lost like my insoles to both my boots mm-hmm. running back because I was running without my boots on I oh, was with barefoot. your crocs oh barefoot, barefoot. holy barefoot. fuck dude. yeah dude well i was scared like i didn't want to get infection like i know mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't seem like safe but like it just hurts so much to be in my boots and then have these yeah. socks that are already saturated with pus and sweat you don't want to really be putting those on an open wound did, did you catch them i did catch them so i got back and uh i sat next to their car and i started eating some granola bars and drinking whatever water i needed and i saw some uh some friends from the trail come up and ask if i'm calling it quits and i said yeah unfortunately like I have, my blisters are too big i, I gotta call it quits and they mm-hmm. said you don't want to wa- walk with us two older gentlemen i said no sorry like uh, i could push myself but it's not worth the risk at this point mm-hmm. like, i've proven to myself that my knee is healed up to climb mm-hmm. several mountains to do several days out. i'm pretty tough to do this by myself i'm just gonna look for an exit solution so this is like two or three days before i had planned for anyone to come pick me up my dad or my girlfriend and uh, so anyways, these women came back. I politely asked them, begged them with money to like bring me <laughs> back to their cabin and they gladly did. And then I just told them my whole situation and then they had a landline phone there and this woman had internet connection, I don't know how. <laughs> and she ended up sending my girlfriend instructions how to get here um, and said like, take a screenshot of this because you're not gonna have service when you get out here on these dirt roads. Mm-hmm. And that's when probably a uh, half hour later, they dropped me. They, they said you couldn't stay at these cabins. So they went back up the dirt road and dropped me off on the dirt road after I like talked to my girlfriend about coming up from Portland, which is like two, three hours away. Mm-hmm. And it was in the afternoon. I was like, shit, I am like. Did they accept money? No, they didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. think they would. No, they didn't. Were these like the landowners you're talking about? No, they're people staying in the cabins. Okay. Were hiking. Oh, okay. So they were well, like, nice they're on them vacation. To, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get there. How long were you waiting? Um, a few hours. Um, so I was waiting by this river and this guy shows up handyman, mm-hmm. another young kid from New Hampshire. And he got his name because the first night he was in Georgia, he left a uh, trail mix out on the bottom of his tent and mice had chewed through the bottom of his tent. So oh. he had a duct tape from day one, his tent. Wow. Yeah. That's like getting mm. your boots wet day one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, we yeah. all have our stories, you know, Straight how, up. how this went through. So he showed up and I was just talking to him and he was really nice. He said, you know, you don't have a whole lot of water in your, uh, in your Nalgene bottle. You want me to go fill it up in the river? I was like, I love that, man. I had my feet, my feet elevated, like trying to get swelling down, no socks on, just, you know, mm. in the middle of this dirt road waiting for my girlfriend to pick me up. He went and got me water. He told me he was a paramedic. So I was asking him about my blisters and he's like, yeah, you definitely want to take a knife to your blisters. <laughs> Cut your blisters off tonight. <sighs> and then hydrogen peroxide them and then just take care of them. Cause he said it's going to be weeks until, oh, no. and he said, that's good that you came off the trail because once the blisters pop and they fill back up full of fluid, which they already had, it's just like, 
contaminated fluid inside yeah, those blisters. Yeah, just nasty. So he gave me a bunch of advice. His dad picked me up, and then we tried to figure it out if we could intercept my girlfriend on this dirt road uh, on my escape plan here. And uh, there's only one way in, one way out on this dirt road to these camps. So we ended up intercepting her. They dropped me off, and his dad gave me a big hug and like told me he loved me and like he was hope like all, all the best for him. And this kid was a through hiker from Georgia. He was finishing up his whole Appalachian Trail the next day at Katahdin. So wow. it was a beautiful day for it too for him. I like, yeah. was happy for him. But uh, yeah, that's so. My blisters were ultimately the reason why I didn't get the last, you know, 15 miles of this 100 mile wilderness in. Mm. Like so, I said, I got like some unfinished business I want to finish up the summer. Right. So mentally, you feel like you can still push yourself. Well, I mean, I guess mentally, without the blisters, you'd be a lot in a better place, like a much better place. But I would have finished. Yeah, yeah, you would have finished. I got the time. I got the food. I got. Yeah everything energy you could have just kept pushing yourself yeah. like it the blisters and risk of infection was the main thing that kept you from it was the risk of infection yeah. like the long-term effects of how bad this could be mm. three four days out with these blisters potentially being infected i mean they didn't give me a whole lot of sign that they're like badly infected and they luckily didn't get infected because i did like handyman and his father were both paramedics um, so I listened to them and that night I got a hotel in Bangor and a six pack yeah. and I drank a six pack and soaked my feet in salt water. Like they told me to in the tub and took a knife to these blisters. <sighs> so I got like buzzed and I cut these blisters off my feet and I'm telling you, man, they were the size of my thumb, like raw skin. Did, for- did it hurt or was it just like dead skin? What do you mean? I'm taking a knife to my feet. Ah. Yeah, but if, if they're worn enough, you could imagine that like the skin would be dead and you're cutting off dead skin, but fuck dude. Uh, I you got to cut it right to the edge. So, right you're hitting to the, the edge. Right, wow. so you're hitting the nerve and this is all not just dead skin, but raw yeah, yeah. skin underneath is wild. So did, did the whole thing hinge on that first day getting your feet wet? Would you have I gotten those blisters had that not been I don't want to put case? the blame on anything other than the fact that I didn't, I, I don't, I don't want to say I didn't properly prepare for it, but this is something that was unseen. Mm-hmm. Like I did everything I could. I got all the food, all the preparation, all I, I planned out my days. I planned out my water stops, my mm-hmm. tenting stops. I planned out, you know, emergency situations for phone calls, for bandaging, for, I mean, everything. I planned out everything. And then just knowing that I could have finished up or I probably could have done a little bit better if I choose different footwear, mm-hmm. which I didn't cheap out by any means. I mean, these are brand new boots. I put put them through like two or three, two or three, four thousand footers in New Hampshire mountains before mm-hmm. I came to the trail because I didn't want to have brand new shoes. You know, obviously that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. But like they did have some mileage on them, and I thought I'd be fine. But you know, just seven days of wet boot that's waterproof on the outside, but also keeping the water in on the inside isn't mm-hmm. you know the best for your feet. So you have unfinished business and you're going to finish. I got to finish. How did your family react? Um, uh, I think a lot of people, like a lot of the reactions are, uh, that's, that's wild. You went out there and did that yourself. It's crazy mm-hmm. that you took the time off and you pursued this. A lot of people, no one was like, oh man, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. No one told me I was a failure. You Dude, know? Uh, you know, I, a ton of people do the Appalachian Trail um, and a ton of people do it and don't find much issue with it. But I think a lot of those people are 
doing it at a slower pace. They're taking more time. Absolutely. You had 10 days. You had to go at least 10 miles a day to do the 100, obviously. You were trying to push yourself a little bit to get there so you have extra time. And so you were on a very hard pace. I wasn't wasn't necessarily on a strict schedule, but I did have a time frame in mind. Mm -hmm. But I mean, my, my point is you weren't just you know, walking a trail, you were on a specific pace to push, to push hard. And that was, that was a lot. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to push hard too, is because I wanted like a couple extra days to recover from the hundred miles Mm -hmm. before I had to go back to work or Mm -hmm. just to take some rest. Which now it kind of sounds like it was a really good idea because you had, (sighs) I went to work with sandals on, man. I work in an office (laughs) and like, uh, you need to go home. You have open wounds. Mm-hmm. They made me go home my first day back to work. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's how big my wounds were. It was disgusting because mm-hmm. socks would stick. Any shoe, any shoe but sandals hurt. I I want to believe that I could do I could do that that hike, um, but I not the way you did it, not at a fast pace. I would need to go super slow, five miles a day. Like I would need to really go slow. I would need to condition first like you did. Yeah, definitely. And, and plan effectively. What about you, Nate? Is this something you would you would do? I don't think I'd want to do that. It sounds like too long of a time. Like, I might, you know, camp out somewhere for like a day, maybe two days at most. I, I like hiking, uh, but just like a day max, like a whole 10 days or anything like that. That sounds like way too much. I mean, I might get into it. Who knows? But uh, it, it just seems like too much of a time commitment and also... The fact that there's a probability of blisters, like, I don't know why, but blisters make me cringe. Like, it's yeah, been that's so- an unforeseen probability. You don't want to like start your your your, you know, hike by thinking about blisters. You're thinking about like bears or moose mm. or like yeah. people, like deranged people, or like having enough food, you know, or falling off rocks. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, yeah, the risk of infection. That that that's not something I thought about, but that's got me thinking more. Like, uh, that this seems kind of nasty. Yeah, and definitely. you don't know if you're gonna like like that one guy. You know, cut his leg open, cut your leg open. Uh, d- just happen to hit something in the wrong way, and then maybe you're stuck there because you broke your ankle. So there's a lot of like just risks in that way beyond just like uh, making it through or being having strength. I think you are super badass. Um, with that said. What would you do differently um, if you if you could do one big thing differently this the next time you're going to do it? What what is that? I would bring trail running shoes and a friend. The silence really like plays a big role on mm. your motivation, especially when you haven't seen anybody for two or three days. It's, and especially when you're already fighting, like, should I even bother going forward? What am I doing? I'm right. in a lot of pain. Yeah. Am I nothing going, to I'm on the right you. trail. Like I won't know until the next trail sign, which could be miles. That's wild. Yeah. Or is this so really, shoes is shoes and company are the two. I'd say shoes company. And then, uh, just not have such a strict schedule. Like, so what will this, what will this second attempt at this what are you proving this time? Because oh, you've man. already proven your ACL. I'm not, I'm not doing the let's, let's get like this straight. I'm not doing the hundred miles again anytime soon. That was too rugged. It wasn't as much fun as I thought it was. I'm I'm coming in on where I left the trail on that dirt road, and I'm gonna finish it up in a day or two. And I'm gonna do some fishing, probably bring some beers with me this time, and just pick a good weekend to finish up and be like, hey, you know, I saw the whole hundred miles. Like, mm. granted, I didn't do it all at once, but I mean, I at least was badass enough to do it by myself for eighty of it. Straight up, how are your feet today? 
uh they're scarred they yeah. are very scarred yeah they're very scarred I mean, wow. they're, they're good. It took me like probably three weeks before I could start jogging again mm-hmm. at the gym after this hundred miles because of how bad they were. But even three weeks out, I mean, they were still healing. It was, it was a wild. So couple. There, there goes your foot model career. <laughs> you know, I did take insurance out on my feet. Wow, that was a smart move <laughs> for sure. Um, anything else you want to touch on in regards to, to your your journey, your amazing story? No, I just, uh, anyone that's considering hiking the Appalachian Trail, don't think twice about it, go out and do it. You only live one life and uh, being out in the wilderness and being at peace with yourself and taking the time to enjoy what's really out there and what's real is uh, important and you should uh, take it to heart. Uh, fair enough. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, hey, and thanks for amazing. having me on the podcast. really appreciate it. Going for a full handshake here. Oh, definitely. Um, all right, Nate, uh, is there anything that you want to you wanna plug about in general? So I want to plug memes, memes in general, because memes are awesome. Yeah. Go memes. Okay. Nick, do you have anything that you want to, you want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out, uh, Orno Brewing. I'm pushing this tubular Indian pale ale I'm drinking today. It's really good. Um, if you can find that, I highly suggest trying that. And I also want to plug ATC, Appalachian Trail Club. If you, uh, are enjoying the trails you're hiking on, or considering hiking the ATC, you should uh, donate to them. They're the ones keeping the lean-tos and the trails clean and safety uh, and rescues happening out there for people like me being dumb, just going out by themselves. So you guys want to donate to them, that, that'd be awesome. I think there's a fine line between dumb and brave, uh, and I think you are well on the brave side. Uh, <laughs> and I think that, that what you did is amazing, and that's, that's my opinion, and I think uh, the majority of people are going to agree with that. Yeah. And actually, I changed my mind. I'm going to give a shout out to Presonus, who has the uh, the studio da I used to record mostly, and also OBS. OBS is like the video software. You can actually do like video over video. Uh, OBS is free. Studio One is uh, costs money, but uh, both are excellent products. So definitely check them out if you haven't. Absolutely. So you? Uh, you? Uh, no, I don't have any. I don't have anything I really want to plug. Um, I just want to thank Nick for coming on and. Uh, Look forward to, in the future, talking to you guys again. Okay. Well, in the future, we need to talk. 